everybody. Welcome to On Podcast, the On Microsoft podcast, which is the only podcast for On Microsoft that talks about Microsoft things on a podcast. Uh, I am your co-host today, uh, Kareem Anderson, and I am joined by the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we have a surface-packed uh, podcast for you this today. Uh, so if you're into hardware, uh, stay tuned. <laughs> and if you're not, stay tuned anyway, because I'm sure we'll cover something that you might be interested in. Um, just to kind of ramble off the top, uh, here's some of our topics that we're going to be covering uh, in this podcast today. We got uh, our chat, our big interview with a Microsoft enthusiast, uh, Shane Cray, and he's going to be uh, talking to us about, you know, how we got into uh, being a Surface Duo owner, what it's like still being a Surface Duo owner uh, after so many months, uh, and, you know, kind of his hopes and aspirations for the Surface team, what he likes about Microsoft, what he likes about Windows, uh, all the good things all of us are interested in. Uh, and then we also have some Surface laptop stuff you can probably jump into. Yeah, um, we had some leaked information about the Surface Laptop 4. I mean, We've talked about it like for every episode now for like the last two months because we keep expecting Surface Laptop 4 and we don't know when it's going to happen. But apparently this uh, publication, a German publication, got their hands on some leaked information and Surface Laptop 4 might be coming as soon as April 27th. So we'll just uh, get you back up to speed on all of the leaks. Yeah, and then we also have a conversation, a short conversation about the <laughs> Surface Pro 7 and iPad ads that continue. Uh, this one, I don't believe, has Justin Long in it, but uh, it's still something <laughs> worth discussing because, again, it's Microsoft going after the creative uh, market once again, and we'll see if 10, 12, 13 times the charm. They're going back, like, I think when first Surface RT first came out, they had the awesome ad where uh, Surface was mocking uh, the iPad and series voice and yeah. that was that was awesome and this and new long, ad yeah. this new ad is also awesome and I can't wait to talk about it well as long as they stay away from the uh, flash mobs and the choreographed dancing and the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the courtyards I think we'll be okay uh, then we also have uh, some not so good uh, news which is uh, hackers managed to get a hold of 500 million LinkedIn user profile data uh, and they are trying to sell it on the black market so We'll talk about uh, the specifics of that deal. Uh, so far, there haven't been any really updates about uh, what LinkedIn is doing, but you know, we'll we'll cover some more of that. We have one more uh, thing, I, and this just kind of came up, I believe, last night, which is someone got their hands on a dummy unit of the Surface Neo. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that so, video surfacing on YouTube. We'll talk about that briefly again, just as quickly as we brought it up right now. Yeah, and speaking of quickly, a uh, week ahead is where we usually quickly talk about the topics that we expect to be big for Microsoft and here at On Microsoft in the week ahead. And for that, uh, we're going to talk about E3 2021, some updates for Teams, uh, some more about Xbox Game Pass. And, well, what do you know it? We do have another guest coming on the show next week, too. So we're teasing that guest appearance. Yeah, we have a lot of people that want to say a lot of things about our podcast, so we hope you enjoy. Yeah, and uh, I'll let you get started and introduce our special guest uh, for our first topic. Again, uh, this gentleman, uh, its I mean, as far as I know, probably has the biggest or longest, largest library of Surface Duo content on YouTube. So <laughs> if you are a Duo enthusiast, I believe he has at least 20 videos uh, discussing the intricacies of the Surface Duo. So uh, I would, again, advise you to hit up, uh, you know, you can type in Shane Craig or you can type in, I believe it's uh, Scary of Literal is what his 
uh, Twitter handle is, and I believe his YouTube channel is titled as well. But again, he and again, it isn't just duo talk. He talk. I think he recently bought a Galaxy Fold two to kind of compare the two. He talks about all kinds of tech news, uh, and he's he's very active on Twitter. Uh, really great guy, and we're gonna jump right into to his interview and uh, let you guys get a feel for. To the magic of teams, he'll be in in uh, in a few seconds. Just let us let him in, and magic. we'll get started. <laughs> well, I'd like to say welcome, Shane. Uh, Thank you for, for accepting the invite. It's been uh, a real big uh, interest of ours to get you on here, man. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, I, I appreciate you, you guys inviting me on the show. I'm honored to be on. Yeah. Um, my buddy here, uh, Arif, was uh, a big duo fan <laughs> when it first launched. And I want to say within like about a month, he was he was ready to kind of like move on. Uh, and so just, I mean, I, I've said all, the, all that to say this, that seeing you still continue on uh, has been very interesting, uh, to say the least. And it's also been for a fan who was, you know, a long time Windows Phone user, things like that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I'm interested to see how people continue on with Microsoft products. I know for the most part, you know, I'm a big Microsoft fan. It's sometimes very hard. It's hard to justify to any friends or family about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The duo is a, is a strange beast. And that's a, a great point of... <laughs> You know, hard to justify would be, yeah, uh, that's, that's, uh, I've had so many people ask me, you know, should I, should I buy the duo? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's, that's a question you've got to answer. <laughs> all, all I can do is provide as much information as I can, as much data as I can. And then people can then watch that content and decide for themselves because, like I said, it's, it's, it is a niche product for sure. And only you're going to know if you fit that niche or not definitely and with that being said let's you know kind of just get into this uh with you said you like to give information let's let people know about you uh i know one of our first questions was you know just to kind of ask about your background uh give us a little bit about you know how you wound up on youtube and how you wound up talking about tech uh and you know just how you got to where you are today sure i have always been a huge tech fanatic as long as i can remember um just always have been that kind of person. You know, they always say money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy new hardware and that makes <laughs> me happy. <laughs> I need to get so, a shirt that says that. Yeah. Everyone I mean, loves new toys. Yeah. No, it's it's, toys. it's the best. And I've always been more fascinated by hardware than software. Software is cool, but there's something about the tactility of, of a device that just still to this day, you know, I, I don't know when when I'll ever not be excited by that. Yeah. So I've always, I've always loved tech. And as long as YouTube's been a thing and tech tubers have been a thing, you know, whether it's people like Mr. Mobile or MKBHD, who's like just on a ridiculous level <laughs> that is <laughs> hard to compare to anybody at this point. But a lot of these guys, there's so many of them that, that are great. Even people like Brad Sams, who I'm sure you guys know and some of your, yep. your viewers probably know too. I love that stuff. You know, I would, I'm one of those people that, I'll watch reviews for phones that I have no intention on buying. None. Just because. It's like, it's entertainment <laughs> to me. So I've always loved that stuff. And, you know, I was I was working a, a normal retail job. Um, strangely enough, I was running a distribution warehouse for an auto parts retailer. Don't know, still to this day, not sure how that, <laughs> how that happened. <laughs> but that's where I was. And I was burned out, you know, I was working, you know, 55, 60 hours a week. And, you know, you, you get to a point where, you know, 
that was a goal of mine. You know, I reached the goal that I wanted to get to. It took me a few years. I got there. I got, you know, this was a, a big deal where I was and I was not happy. I was, I was stressed out and just unhappy would be, would be the word. And <laughs> after, after my wife, uh, Jesse, who's on uh, the podcast, podcast revived with me that we do monthly, she'd been encouraging me for months that I needed to make a change because she could just see that I just wasn't happy. And this was my dream. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to to make content talking about the things I love, which is tech. And and that's what I wanted to do. And I was in a in a fortunate enough place that we had, you know, just the two of us. We don't have any kids. You know, my 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 mortgage isn't super expensive. I bought my house on a the housing market crash about 10 years ago. So I lucked out in a lot of ways. So I was like, I've got an opportunity here that I could realistically take six months to a year and just be like, I'm doing this as hard as I can and let's just see what happens. And it, after waffling on it for months, I got to that point and uh, I took her, I took her advice and her encouragement and I said, I'm doing it. Worst case scenario, you know, six months goes by and this is a disaster and I go back <laughs> to get a real job again. Uh, you know, but, it, but then I'll know, right. I'll know I, I will have shot my shot because the last thing I wanted to do is, you know, uh, a, a, an employee of mine had right before this had passed away, not to get too morbid or too dark here, but, um, and I just got, that got me thinking, cause you know, time goes by really fast, you know, like I'm 31, I'll be 32 in September. That felt like that just, I blinked and I was like, oh my God, I'm 30. Like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, what do I want my funeral to be like? Is it going to be like, well, you know, Shane, uh, he, he, he loved, you know, tech, but he, he worked, he worked a lot, you know, he, he, every now and again, he got a chance to do the things he liked. It's like, man, like, is that what I want my, my legacy to be? I, I, all I do is work. It's all I do. I work <laughs> and I go home and I'm exhausted and I go to sleep. And that was another piece of it. It was like, I got it. I got to go for it. You know, it's, if it's a disaster, it's a disaster, but I'll, I will know, that I gave it my shot and uh, I can rest easy with that. And it has been, it'll be a year in July since I quit my job to, to do this. And so far I'm hanging in there. We'll see what, what the future holds, but we're, we're still rolling. Yeah, I could relate to you because I do this. I do my job. I write about tech for a living for yeah. two different publications and it's absolutely fun. It's what yeah. I've always wanted to do. And it's so awesome to be able to write about these devices that, and even I don't make videos. I mean, I occasionally do, but you're, you're a YouTuber, you make videos and you're honest. Your videos are super honest and it's really awesome and really fun to be, to be doing something that you always dreamed of doing and that you love doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know there's the old adage that if you, I don't know exactly what it is. What is it like? If you, if you do something you love, you'll never work exactly, or something like yeah. that. There's a much more, uh, there's a better way to say it, but yeah, you, you, <laughs> you get my meaning. <laughs> well, I mean, we're definitely uh, obviously wishing all of us, especially you as well, uh, great success in the future. And if there's any way we could help do that, uh, know that you have some friends here uh, in the tech community as well. Uh, Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, and it's, you know, I think we're going to have to get everyone into why we're here. And oh. we have a, uh, yeah, well, because our podcast is, this specific one is service heavy. We have a sure. lot of service content. And, 
you're just like you know the entree right now and you know about the duo so if you want to kind of get into where you came from before the duo so again mm-hmm. i don't know if you're a windows phone user or if you were using a pixel you know whatever you were using mm-hmm. before why you chose the duo and what it's been like uh that people who haven't followed you on twitter or your youtube videos sure. might be interested in sure so the phone i used before the duo was actually the one plus seven pro which is a a really great phone been really happy with it but in the past i've owned pixels i've owned lg v series phones and then going back even further i was a web os guy palm pre palm (laughs) (laughs) i was all about the web os so maybe that might paint a little bit my decision to go with the duo like maybe i don't have the greatest track record for picking picking flagships phone divisions (laughs) i you know i i I, yeah, I'm drawn to weird devices. So every phone is just a, it's a candy bar slab and they're kind of boring. Like the best, the best phone like that is still like, how, how long has the iPhone been out now? Cause we're still copying the iPhone's design. I'm going to say too long because I'm not an iPhone fan, but that's just me. So yeah. long that we even, we can't even remember. <laughs> exactly. It's what, 10, 12 years or something, but every yeah, phone yeah. since the iPhone is just chasing the iPhone. And so when I see something that looks different, I also had a BlackBerry Key One. So there's another weird failed. Okay, so you're you're you're, (laughs) the picture is being painted here. My Uh, what I go for. I like yeah, I like different form factors, right? And I remember vividly when they announced the duo, and Panos Panay had his you know forty minute long. Here's the duo, and here's what you. I've watched it like four times or something because I'm a lunatic, <laughs> and it just. I, I just remember thinking, you know, what a what a strange concept. I'm a dual monitor guy, right? So like, it, yeah. it's some things kind of clicked for me immediately. But the hardware just looked incredible. You know, I have a Surface Pro Seven, and I love their hardware. And I thought, man, this could be really, really interesting. I wasn't a Windows Phone guy. Um, not because I had anything against it. I think I just more, for whatever reason, at that point, I think I think I think the HTC Evo 4G <laughs> was my first Android phone because <laughs> it was like, oh my god, a 4.3 inch screen, 10 megapixel camera, unbelievable. And then I was then I was in the Android ecosystem, and I never really looked back for whatever reason. So you were smarter than me. I, I did the HD2 or whatever, the HD, mm-hmm. and that was the Windows 6.5 one. Yep. Which got me locked into Windows Phone. Yep. And I, yep. I was a Windows a, user. A, a toss of a coin. You <laughs> yeah. know, that could have been me. <laughs> could have been right there with you. So I wound up, you know, in that Android ecosystem. So you see this crazy form factor. It's, you know, it's incredibly thin. It's beautiful looking. And then, you know, is there a more convincing and charismatic human than Panos Panay? I don't know. There may not be. It may he's just always be him. pumped. He's always pumped, and he's always so happy and so he's very char- charismatic. Yeah. yeah, I believe everything he tells me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just implicit. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm I'm with you. <laughs> I'm rolling just like he is. And you know, so that that sold me on it. And you know, I I pre-ordered the thing. I I, I was parked outside Best Buy. 20 minutes before they open, you know, like waiting on it. Of course, it's COVID time. So bring it out to the car for me and everything. September 10th, uh, you know, right before my birthday. So I was like, birthday present for myself, of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, you know, I got the thing. And I'll say that for me, the, you know, the first, 
it's it's like it's it's it goes up and down, right? It's in waves. Like some some weeks, it's like man, the duo is just it's it's incredible. There's nothing like it. And then other times, I'm like, I want to throw this thing through a window because it just <laughs> it's driving me insane. And you know, I will make some people angry by saying that because there are some people that are like, tell you what, people that love Microsoft and Surface devices, Windows devices, they are fervent. They love these things, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm a big believer in the subjectivity of this, right? So this is my experience. Some people get mad at me when I say, well, my duo is pretty buggy. It's hard to use sometimes. It's like, well, my duo is fine. That's, it's, it's great. I'm glad it's fine. I'm, I'm really happy for you, but we can have, you know, different experiences here. It is at times when it, when it's working well, when it is at its best when the software is flowing and it's it's flowing in conjunction with that hardware which i do believe is really good despite you know the charging port cracking and, and all that nonsense when it's all coming together it is magical it is an absolutely one-of-a-kind device and that's coming for someone who has a you know a, a z fold 2 here too it's it's an incredible device the problem is, is it's so often I pick it up and unlock it and something really weird starts happening. My launcher glitches out. It doesn't respond to my touch for 10 seconds while I'm just sitting there. Wait, like, come on. I just need to send a text like any second now. You know, there's so many times that it just gets in my way. It's been factory reset. So that's not, it's not, you know, and it's, I'm not the only one, right? Like I'm so far from the only one. No, no, no. According, no, to, no, the, no, according yeah. to your haters, you're the only one. It's, yeah, it's that's absolute. true. That's true. That's true. So they can read the comments from other people and yet and then tell me I'm, you know, I'm, I'm insane. It, it, you know, it is what it is. It's the nature of the internet. The anonymity of the internet yeah. brings out the absolute worst in people. And it is what it is. Agreed. Blinders yeah, on, no, shut up. It, it's interesting because like you said, it's... Uh, Again, coming from the world of Windows Phone, I was in that community uh, that, you know, it's very Highlander-esque. Like, it's very black and white. Like, you can only have absolute experiences. So, if I were to say my experience is, you know, not so good, you have a whole community that's afraid that by saying that, I've I've jinxed the entire (laughs) hardware division. And then Microsoft's going to be like, all right, yank it. So, they're like, no, no, you have to keep saying it and give excuses. Yeah, brush over some of it or gloss (laughs) over some of the... Yeah. Not so nice things, which is again why I am drawn to your content specific. Because again, I, uh, aside from people who got review units and then kind of ditched it, um, uh, of you know higher profile YouTubers and things like mm-hmm. that, there are still a group of people who have um, uh, I forget the term it's called, but when you buy something and you have to justify it, there are a lot of people yeah. like that. Buy, buyer's yeah. remorse. Buyer's remorse. No, it's not that because then those are the people that just oh, right. they hate, they hate <laughs> the fact that they bought it. The opposite, right? It's, yeah. it's 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 the thing that creates fanboyism. It's exactly it's, people have a tendency to conflate their purchases with themselves. Mm-hmm. So if I criticize your phone, you feel like you've been personally attacked, and you must now defend the phone slash yourself, which is just silly <laughs> agreed and which leads me to my next question which is kind of like with all that's been going on and if you want to kind of give us any specifics because again i know people can come to your content on twitter or on your youtube channel to kind of see some of your uh you know grievances with the device if you want to highlight some of those before you answer this specifically but what would you advise panos if you could if he's listening because I, I you know i feel like Sacha and panos listen to us they sure, don't yeah. but i want Absolutely. them to Absolutely, um, i feel it too then no, i'm with you Exactly. He's here. He's here with us now. He's at least here in spirit. <laughs> uh, so if you have any advice on, you know, 
uh, round two because I know uh, you know we're all speculating that yeah uh, sometime late summer early fall that we'll be getting a version two. What would be your dream about that? You know, if you could yeah. think together. So it would be. I mean, on the hard on the hardware side, there's some things I would like to see that. I just think we're going to get like, I, I think that when I'm sure you guys know this, but when you look at the history of this device, this, this was not supposed to be a mobile phone. It was, this was shifted into the mobile phone space pretty late in the game, mm -hmm. which is why you don't, it, look, people complain about the camera not being very good. It's a webcam. It's not a camera. Like it's, yeah. it's just not. Right. And if you look at the size of the sensor, the glass, it's just not, it's a webcam. And if, and as a webcam, it's fine. But now they know, right? So now they've known for probably like two years that this is going to be a phone and it will compete with phones. So, you know, we're going to get a better camera, whether we get, you know, two, two lenses, whether we get that sweet ultra wide that I've been missing. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we're going to get a better camera. We're going to, you know, NFC seems likely to me as well. Because again, like how, how much space does NFC take up? I've got it in a credit right. card. You're telling yeah, me this can't be a little chip. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, like, yeah. credit cards are pretty thin. We're going to get NFC more than likely. Um, you know, can we get wireless charging? That would be nice to have as well. I don't think these things are, you know, insane. And I think that we'll get these things. But again, you know, the hardware of the Duo isn't the problem. I know that it's a Snapdragon 855, and that's that's last gen. Okay, well, you know, it was fast when it came out. It's still fast now. It's, it's phones, chips don't get slower when the new one comes out. Like, that's there's, not... There's like, only so well, much the Apple that, that you could right. do. Yeah, I mean, I made, I made a video where I had PUBG Mobile being played on both screens. Two separate instances of PUBG Mobile auto running around the map with no lag. Like, don't exactly, tell me this yeah. thing's slow. Like, it's yeah. fine. But it's going to get, you know, the hardware is going to improve. For me, the bigger concern is the software. And the fact that we are now, what, like seven months, almost eight. This is like the eighth month maybe now in. And, you know, like my Surface Pin, the buttons still don't do anything. You know, All like right. how is that? How, <laughs> how? How is that a thing? That's yeah. the problem for me is that there is such a lack of features like, whoa, we're bug fixing. Well, first off, like you're not. So, <laughs> so no, if anything, you're introducing <laughs> bugs. Like they introduced a bug where when you were in phone mode and you swiped up to go home, your launcher would blank out for like a half a second and then the icons would come back. Like you, you introduced that and it took you a <laughs> month to fix it. A month. Uh, hey, know, we so, can't fix bugs if we don't know what the bugs are. That's true. Well, they, they created that, an obvious target. <laughs> that gets me into a question that I have. Are a lot of the problems with the Surface Duo to blame with Google and Android? Or is it something that is, is Microsoft's problem? Because I know they worked with Google uh, on yeah. the OS to get it right for the dual screen. And they're still mm -hmm. working together for future uh, people who want to make phones like the Duo. So who right. is to blame for all of these bugs? Well, unfortunately, none of the issues I experienced on my Duo are present on any Android phone I've ever owned. Wow. So it's Microsoft. There you go, Microsoft. <laughs> ah, there you go. And I, I, and I, I see this constantly whether it's in some facebook groups or on reddit people are like damn android it, it's not android <laughs> it's not android. like you are you are so missing the target that is causing these problems i'm sorry and it, microsoft is the biggest software company in the history of the world so like let's figure it out okay you know like you can't tell 
companies like TCL can make a phone that performs better <laughs> than yours. You're Microsoft. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. no, no excuses there. And I believe that you have to hold them accountable. You can't just sit here okay. and, and say, oh, it's Google's fault. You know, okay, they are working with Google apparently. And a lot of these dual screen things are being rolled into Android 11. Guess what isn't on the Surface Duo? Android 11. <laughs> you know, what are we doing? That That's, that's a problem, but it is software is the issue with the Surface Duo. So, it, you know, if I could get, you know, any message across, they're going to do what they're going to do on the hardware. The hardware is going to improve, but you've got to fix the software. You know, like there's, I could talk for 15 minutes about bugs that are on the Duo. And he has. I have. <laughs> Multiple times probably. Multiple times. You have to fix the bugs because when, when you're a productivity device, the device can't then make me less productive. You know, when I when I need to send an email and my keyboard just won't appear, you know, <laughs> that's not productivity. So, you know, again, when the software is working, it's magical. The problem is, what is your actual uptime? If it's not 100%, is it 90? You know, how far is too far? And for me, I don't want to pick up my phone. I'm I'm a pretty patient guy, right? Like I don't want to pick up. I I know that I've bought a weird device. I know I'm an early adopter. I get that. I've done it a million times. I get it. Six months on, we're still not really improving. You know, if anything, we've gotten worse. You know, the March update for me made things consider so bad that I bought this thing. That's how much oh, boy. <laughs> the March update made things. You know, the February update was good. Things were. I was like, okay, you know, we're moving in the right direction. March update drops within a week. The thing is totally freaking out. Several comments from people, similar stories, although some people say the March update, now it's performing better than ever. ever. Who knows? But at well, any see, rate, I, I don't... Wonder, I was going to say, I wonder if this is part and parcel with their... just their development process in general, because I feel like the way that you've just described it, it we're experiencing Windows sort of issues on mobile, which can't... <laughs> exist it just can't like you move mobile moves too fast too quickly yes. and it's too personal than yes. windows uh you know you would say your default device when windows doesn't work is your phone and so what do you do when your phone doesn't work right so right. I, I feel like that's kind of where they're at with this like we'll do introduce this one huge dump of fixes in a month and the you know like you said they introduce new issues with it and that's what they do in windows you can't do that necessarily you have the to competition keep is too stiff too stiff, it, it, and, uh, it, it, yeah. Samsung even knows what they're doing. Yes. And if they can figure it out, <laughs> no, no one makes a bad phone. Like that's the thing. Like you, yeah. I, I could, I could, you could take the last ten phones to be released running Android, blindfold me, and have me pick one up, and I could daily drive it and be fine. Yeah. They're all good. <laughs> they're all yeah. good now. And then you look at the Duo that was fourteen hundred dollars at release. And I get it. You know, it's dual screen. It's different. It's weird. And and Android 10 doesn't natively support that kind of thing. And I'm, I, you know, but you can't tell me that, like, why doesn't my keyboard work? I mean, you know, like, why does the touch response not? How come every update says improved touch response? <laughs> every, <Yeah. laughs> every update has said that. I maybe I, it's if it's not every one of them, maybe they missed once where they didn't say that. But it's like. Are you though? Like, are you improving the touch response? Because mine still feels pretty crappy a lot of the time. So, yeah, you know. it's just a disclaimer, the default disclaimer there. They, they don't delete that bullet point. They've not, they've not changed the change log on the Microsoft launcher 
in months. Yeah. They roll it up. That's all, it has not changed in months. What are you updating? <laughs> here's an, okay, here, here's the thing that I, that I should have said for Panos. Uh, communicate better. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us anything. Very anything. So. That's what I want. Just talk to us. Just tell us where we're at. You know, like th- you you will buy so much so much goodwill from people by just being honest and saying, "Hey, we know this is a problem. We're actively working on it. We're hoping that this update will address it." You know, just talk to us. You know, like we're we're excuse me, we're beta testing this device. And you know as well as I do, the purpose of a beta test is communication to improve the device. Exactly. This is a beta test with approximately zero communication. So how is that helping? <laughs> Who is this helping? I, I agree. This is kind of what I was, we were mentioning about uh, Windows 10 development is that we used to have Gabe who would come in at least be the face of it and say like, hey, you know, yeah. stuff, stuff sucks, but we're working on it, guys. And this is specifically what we're working on. And this is what we'll be working on for this month. Leave me alone with the rest of the stuff. And people were, you know, I think people were communicative about that saying like, okay, we appreciate that's what you're working on. We would like you to do other stuff, sure. but we appreciate the fact that you've told us what you're working on. Now we just kind of have like, here's our iterative release. Uh, it says fixes. You can figure them out. <laughs> yeah. It drops when it drops. Does it help? Does it hurt? Who knows? And then what happens is everybody goes on Reddit and they they do the thing of like, is the camera better? Is this better? Can you guys tell me? <laughs> it feels, feels faster. Uh, it feels faster. Like yeah. that's every, I think I think the camera has improved with every update. And they I think they've actually mentioned camera improvement. I think once in the six updates that they push, <laughs> six or seven, but every time it's improved the camera. Like, no, well, it's not. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> As long as the camera doesn't shoot just completely in black and white, it's always improved. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is a camera. You can take Or if it doesn't blow up in your hand. It's true. We have had some issues with that in the past. But, you Uh, know. My next question actually um, would be, you know, we talked about Duo. uh, And we appreciate that because I think I want to say you're kind of an expert in it since you probably were one of maybe six people still using it. Um, <laughs> what other Microsoft products do you use on a regular basis? If you do, I mean, I heard you said, you had a Surface Pro 7. Yep. Um, what else do you use software wise? Uh, you know, just what do you use on a daily basis? So, I mean, obviously my computer is a Windows 10 PC. It's a custom built gaming video editing rig. I sit in this chair way too much. <laughs> You're a lot. <laughs> Um, I've got my my Surface headphones here handy. Those go oh, out with me. Nice. I, bought, I have got, I have those too. Yep. Gotta yep. gotta love the the noise cancellation. This is another great example of just hardware that I love. The the the, the rings just feel great. They're they're it's they're just great headphones, and they've come down. And you can get the original ones for like barely over a hundred dollars now, which is like a fantastic deal. As long as enjoy- as long as your band doesn't break on the top, like mine's just separating. I have seen that happening so far. We are in good shape. No, no band cracking. We're, <laughs> we're doing okay. Um, but I don't like. I don't adjust it or anything. I'm pretty gentle with them. But they're very good headphones, and I do love the noise cancellation. When I go out somewhere, if I don't have those on, I have some noise canceling earbuds that are not Microsoft because I don't. I go out into public, and I just got. I want to be in my own world and now with the mask mm-hmm. on too it's like no one even i'm just gone you know like no one can see my face i can't hear them it's great oh no i, I, look, like <laughs> I look like a character from uh what is that uh watchdogs i think it is because i have yeah, glasses, yeah, yeah. On, glasses on <laughs> headphone on you can't see anything and, and, and then if you add the if you add the surface earbuds which are like earrings then yeah. then 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 you're talking oh yeah 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 definitely <laughs> definitely um i do there was something, yeah, the Surface Pro 7, I do have, I actually have two of them. 
I had the i5 and the i3 for some reason. Um, <laughs> my wife uses the i3 occasionally. The i5 is the one I, I tend to use. Although I do find myself using it less with the Duo and the Z Fold here. Like that was one of the first things I noticed was that when I got the Duo, I just kind of stopped using my laptop very much or my Surface. I guess Ooh. that's, is that a laptop? Is that a tablet? I don't know. But I stopped, oh. I, it's a little of both. A little of column A, a little of column B. But I, I did start using it way less because I just didn't feel like I needed to. You know, like I felt, you know, the, the two screens on the Duo, that wide aspect ratio, I, I felt at home there. And so I don't go back to it nearly as much as I used to. I, I should use it more just because it, it is a good device. Um, and it's it, it works very well, strangely I this, enough. I had the same phenomenon when I tested the Surface Go 2. Yeah. Um, that I saw my uses of uh, my, surf, my laptops. It's just like plummet. Now, again, this is kind of in the middle height of pandemic. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any screen that could host a webcam was useful anyway. Yeah. Uh, but when I was using the Go 2, I realized that like a lot of the, st- you know, heavy production stuff I do on my uh, uh, devices was uh, sanctioned. You know, you could say like, okay, these are the two hours I'm going to spend on that device. And I don't need to carry it with me to the living room. I don't need to, I'm just going to sit there and dedicate that. And then I can pick up my Go and do everything else with it. And I, I was right. wondering if that was what would happen with the Duo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it with that wider screen, you know, what would happen is you'd be on your phone, you'd be looking at something like, nah, I need a bigger screen. I just, you know, whatever that thing might have been, you just wanted mm-hmm. a bigger screen. So you go over to your surface. Well, on the duo, you know, people people often underestimate how big a deal it is to have a, a wide screen. Like we're so used to these more and more narrow, like tall skinny displays like the z fold 2 has a ridiculous one that yeah it kind of is this weird middle ground between a phone and a tablet in a lot of ways so you might find yourself reaching for a proper tablet or laptop less with the duo again when it's when it's like (laughs) feeling it's in a good mood like it's having a good day i feel like you're in a relationship with the duo and you just have to like test it it out that way so cool. How was your day today? Yeah, you open it up and you're like, "How's the launcher looking? Is anything like askew and overlapping?" No? Okay, we look okay. okay. Uh, maybe maybe it'll go in the pocket today. Maybe we'll maybe we'll cruise with the duo for a little bit today. Yeah, it's it's. I I described it in my six month review as a death by a thousand cuts kind of situation. Yes, I remember you know, that. Nothing about it is deal breaking. It's just like. It's just, it's just a million like little annoyances that just add up to where you're just, you're just kind of tired. It just wears you out, (laughs) (laughs) which is a shame because I love the duo. This has sounded very negative about the duo. I love the Surface Duo. It is a, it is such a cool device. I just feel like, like I'm in some sort of mildly, not an abusive relationship, like physically, but maybe, maybe like an emotionally (laughs) abusive relationship. Yeah, you know, like it just—it's just mean to me. Yeah, the, du- the duo is just nagging you. It yeah, just, like I show it so much love and dedication, and it just doesn't return the favor. You know, like it just—I yeah. feel like it just doesn't want me around. <laughs> well, uh, that—that'll segue us into another question that we have. Yeah. I know you talk a lot about the duo, but what are your thoughts on Windows and what's going on with Windows? I know Kareem touched on it where he's like, oh, it's just bug fixes now and it's not like anything major, like no fancy visual updates. So what are yeah. your thoughts on where Windows is heading and even probably Windows 10X? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that we're we're probably due for a, a pretty substantial refresh as far as it looks go. And I think Windows 10X is is probably a, a harbinger of things to come. I think a lot of that stuff is going to get pulled over. And it's about time. Like, Windows 10 is such a weird mess of, like, old <laughs> UI and new UI. Like, it's very strange. Like, there's, like, duplications of, of different settings and things. Like, should I go to my control panel for this? Or is the settings <laughs> where I need to be? Like, I don't know. It's very yeah. strange. So that all that stuff needs to be unified. And the, the fact that it's 2021 and that has not happened is kind of mind-boggling to me. But, hey, you know, you're in first place. So, like what's pushing you like <laughs> what else why why would you even bother because everything runs windows There's well we also we were talking about this last week is that um you know using file explorer is kind of your definitive thing that people would love to see immediately changed is that a lot of these sub menus that we see all like your control panels things like that mm -hmm. people have baked into their own uh, um uh servers operating systems like they they link right into these things so right if you were to yank it and just put it all into this new settings menu for for us that you know as consumers there are going to be people whose systems are going to be like you're going to break uh, everything what, what the hell just happened <laughs> <laughs> this is true this is true uh, so uh, i just yeah. wish that you know we could see the gradual progression because i don't want to i don't want to wake up one morning and be like you know for me as a consumer it'd be great to be like all right everything's just in this new settings menu i could i could roll with that be no problem but as a you know it guy i would like to them at least say hey we've been testing out this merger like you know this is where your stuff will be housed Right now, it doesn't seem like they're doing. I mean, they're, they're just moving so slow about doing that. They're, you know, we've added some, you know, device uh, settings menu stuff into the new settings, uh, but it's been so incremental. You're like, are you even really trying? Is there just like a guy right. named Todd who does all this by himself and is like, you know, free yeah. time? Like, can you get a team going? And can we start to see a roadmap of like, okay, you know, these three months, this quarter, this is what we moved over. And we fixed it or we tested it and all you know we've ironed all that stuff out this quarter we're gonna start moving some more of that stuff over as yeah. you said you know we're probably going to be seeing a big refresh which is part and parcel with what we're saying about panos you know is he is his legacy going to be just hardware right. will he be able to manage this whole windows software shift is it just going to be cosmetic stuff is you know because i feel like windows is pretty uh it's it's a foundational kind of thing. He doesn't really need to change too much of the sure. UX about it. Um, so he can probably get away with just saying like, hey, I made everything look better. And here you go. But uh, I'm wondering if that's going to be like, you know, are we just going to say like, oh, he's just great at devices. His software still sucks. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's definitely a possibility. And and you're, you're right. They don't need to totally up in Windows. It just needs to be polished up and, and things need to be unified a bit. And, you know, I think that it makes me wonder, you know, you brought up the distinction between normal, you know, consumers versus, you know, more corporate side of things. Windows 10X is, is we know who that's going to be targeting. My problem with Windows 10X, you know, like I've actually covered like Chromebooks on my channel before. Yes, I, I actually, I like Chromebooks. You know, the fact that they run Android apps is cool. The battery life is good. The form factor, they're cheap. You know, all this stuff is good. Well, I know what they're targeting with with Windows 10X. Like that's a market that they, you know, that used to be the netbook market. And then the netbook market turned into Chromebooks and they lost it. Like it's yep. gone. They do not have that market anymore. And mm. school, they lost that too. So they're, you know, we know what they're targeting. And, you know, for a lot of people, like my mom uses a, a Chromebook as her primary laptop and she loves it. It's simple and it's it works. 
So they're going to have to get her to replace that with a Windows 10X device. And, you know, could they down the line? Yeah, I mean, they could because it's simple and it'll be easy to use. For people like me, though, until I can run my, you know, video editing software on it, until I can run Steam and all my games on it, I don't care. Like, it's just a, it's just a, a, a less useful Chromebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I know that there's rumors um, of that project to bring Android app support in, but they're not going to have Google's um, back. Yeah. So you don't have any Google Play services. So, you know, even if you have Android apps, which would be great to have baked into all of Windows, it's still going to be subpar. I mean, they're going to have to literally create their own replacement for the Google Play services and some kind of a mechanism to quickly swap them out to make that work. And that's that's not super easy to do. If they no. can't do it, if they can't do it on the Surface Duo, can they do it on <laughs> Windows 10? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical of, you know, there's several things, whether it is the Android app support that's rumored, Project Latte, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And then there's, um, you know, just the general idea of like no Win32 app support for Windows 10X at launch. You know, and they, and they, they want you to do a subscription service to stream Win32 apps to your to your device. Like, I guess, <laughs> I guess well, that's something to somebody. This is, and I think this goes back to your, your earlier concept, your, your, your uh, conversation about communication. Yeah. Because right. I think if they had someone come out and maybe maybe it's not Nadella. Maybe it is Panos, and he can clearly and concisely explain that like Windows 10 is the Windows 10 for everyone else. It's your consumer one. It's the one that gets everything you need. You know, as, yeah. as a creator, as an enterprise guy, you can go there. If you have specialized, uh, you know, you need a thin client. If you have specialized work environment, things like that, Windows 10 X is for you, and that's what we can kind of lock down for schools yeah. and things like that. So you won't be getting the full feature set because you don't want the full feature set. You don't want to deal with all of that. You don't want to have a, a dedicated admin team. Right. That's for Windows 10 X. And uh, as far as the app thing, I've always had this like pushback for this app conversation, especially for Windows. Not that I'm trying to justify the fact that Windows sucks when it comes to apps, but I'm I feel like people conflate the idea of lots of apps. Uh, both on their mobile device and on their uh, workstation as being, you know, equivalent. And I don't think so because, you know, you say you have a lot of Google services like Google Maps, mm -hmm. uh, the Google Assistant, things like that. Those are, I feel like those are a, a mobile intent. Sure. Because, uh, uh, and a lot of the apps have, or backed in by web services. Yeah. And when you're on your desktop or you're on your laptop, you're not moving around, you're searching the web, you're using the backends that are, the same backends that you're using for your mobile device when you're out in the world when you need it to be compact and you need it to be um, to fit within that, you know, uh, six to seven inch screen format. Right. Um, so people are like, you know, the, at Windows needs Android support. I'm like, for what apps? They have all of the full versions of the same apps you would have been using on that on your desktop. I mean, we use it for the your phone thing just so people can feel like they're streaming the same app. And I'm like, aside from some banking apps and some things that need a camera dedicated, I don't know yeah. if we necessarily need all of those uh, Android apps. Yeah, I mean, there there are a few blind spots in that, you know. But yeah, like, you know, 90% of the big apps that right. people use are there. And PWAs are becoming extremely good at this point. So, you know, do I think that baking in Android support will be like a big game changer for, for Windows? No, it, it won't. They need to focus more on, you know, making the PWA thing a bigger deal, which they are. They seem to be focusing yeah. on it pretty heavily. 
But in particular, when I look at Windows 10 X and it's like, okay, so you can, so can I run um, any Win32 app? No. Can I run like maybe like Android apps then? Because they're going to be like smaller, laptopy, maybe touchscreeny kind of stuff. No. Okay, so I have the stuff in the Microsoft Store. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and, oh, and, and PWAs and web apps. Web apps are there, but it, but now what you essentially have created is a Chromebook with less, fewer things you can do. Agreed. So who's that? Who's that for? You should just name it. They should change the name from Windows 10X to Windows Nope. Right, like <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who that product is for. Maybe I don't think they a, do either. Uh, Hopefully they'll they'll be able to communicate or come up with some kind of crazy lie that'll get people buying it. What was the is this just Windows RT again or Windows 10 S? Like are, are we just why are we doing the same thing and call like it's the same thing? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't well, understand. I think, it's very odd. To I think me. technically they're pulling out a lot of the uh, code stuff that made it legacy Windows. Yeah. So that they can update it faster via the cloud, uh, like Chrome. So I like, think that's like, like Chrome. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think that's where they're headed for, except they kind of made some steps and strides with Windows 10 S, which I, again, I've always championed saying like, hey, a yeah. few tweaks here and there and a little communication, you could, Windows 10 S could have been your Chrome OS competitor three sure. years ago. Sure. Uh, but if you want that, to do it this the, way. Yeah, like that, that's the thing is like, we started down this road, we went like a few steps down this road and went, ah, I don't know. And then we <laughs> jumped head four years and we're doing it again. Like, why didn't you just stick to it? Like you were already doing this. Just yeah, I, I feel like Microsoft also always suffers from the uh, I, the idea that people don't have patience for them as they do for other things. Like, we just celebrated Chrome OS's 10-year anniversary, I think it was, a couple months ago. And to be honest with you, like, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Microsoft comes out with Windows 10S, and everyone's like, get this out of here. You've, you've It's been on the market <laughs> for two months. Get this ugly that's, baby out of my house. That's what happens. That's what happens when you're number one for so yeah. long. There's only so much that you could do to make something that's so good even better. That's sure. the reason why people are so critical of Microsoft every single time. And then when Apple goes and does the same thing, or when Google goes and does the same thing and just changes the way it looks, they're like, oh, it's so beautiful. But it, I, I want to say Microsoft's in, unique in the fact that there are people that are critical to them stay critical. People, I, I, and I, I will tell you this, you guys can see this phenomenon. When Apple releases a product, there are 80% of the people that are fans start off very critical. And yeah. this, it's a very it's a very repetitive cycle. They come up with a new iPhone, everyone's like, oh, nothing was really changed. The notch is still there. The cameras are only incrementally good. The battery life, you know, they'll, they'll pick it apart. And then three months down the road, be like, this is why I still have my iPhone. This is why right. I love the iPhone and it, or the iPad or Mac OS, things like that. When Microsoft comes out with something, it's like, burn it with fire and then six months down the road they're like did we bury it if we didn't bury it dig it up burn it again and then bury it one more time it's just <laughs> they're very unique in that and google the same way google and google's weird they they will kill their own stuff before they even give, give people a chance to get mad at it yeah it's like oh were you guys interested yard. in this good i sniped it now we're moving on too bad it's dead it's dead already how many chat clients have i tried for oh, google? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them were good i hey you know what i used google allo for a while and it was, I was a it I was, was a good. guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Hangouts was pretty cool. Yeah, there is something to be said though about being in that first place position, and be and being something that like so many people use. Every yeah. like, not everybody uses Windows 10, but most people use Windows 10. 
Or a version so you, of Windows. Right. So you go and you make a, a you alter it in some way, and you're disrupting a lot more people. So yeah. you know when you're talking about Chrome OS, you know Chrome OS drops and it's a new thing, and no one has any expectations of it. And yeah, in ten years, how far has Chrome OS come? It's unbelievable how far it's come. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's. I would love to have the ability to pick up like a, a one or whatever it would have been a 1.0 Chromebook just to see where that thing <laughs> came, just to remember again, like, oh, wow, it was literally a Chrome browser and that was it. Yeah, I think that, no that was touch they, support. Yeah. I mean, just basic. It's come so far. It, that was back when they limited devices to, I think, 11 and a half inch screens. Yes. Like they couldn't go bigger than that. And they sucked yeah. at battery life. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. They've come so far now. And, and you know, I, I kind of I you know I kind of wonder if that's what they're what they're aiming for with 10x is that they are trying to create this you know they, they see the good things about Chrome about Chrome OS that it can be updated so quickly and that you know showing my mom like oh pop up I gotta restart for an update and she's like I've been putting that off for days don't it'll take three seconds you'll be right back <laughs> it's not Windows like you, it'll literally take three seconds she's like oh oh okay yeah that's that's incredible like, yeah, yeah. That's Chromebook well so many. I, I see stuff in, they're, yeah. they're doing a lot with Edge and its extensions that I believe yeah. if they were to kind of say that, you know what, you don't, we're going to get rid of the store. We're going to put everything in extensions. The updates is, the update mechanism for Edge is super quick. Like yeah, I yeah. can update that thing and be right back with the same open windows and things like that and extensions yep. and whatnot in like five seconds. So if they can start. Because it's Chrome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's just a Chrome OS. If you yeah. can't beat them, join them. Hi, man. I, and I, I'm all about it. And this is something, too, that a lot of people got really mad about with the Duo was that I want it to run Windows 10X. Yeah, like, yeah. No, you really don't. You really yeah. don't. No, you don't. It would have been a mess. And it, it is been still a mess. It would have been worse. You know, and or this idea of, like, I wish Windows Phone was still around. If they launch Windows Phone again today, <laughs> it, would, it would fail for the same reasons that it failed before. It, nothing if, has changed. If not worse, yeah. So if you can't beat them, join them. And if you want to build a mobile device that is going to is going to work the best, I know Android sucks, but it only sucks here apparently. You know, like Android's not the problem. It was perfectly reasonable for them to put Android on the Surface too. It was the only option that they had, honestly. Yeah. Well, and with that being said, I think that comes to basically the end of our interview with you. I mean, I would love for you to give everyone the kind of online stats you want them to know. Where where can they go? Where can they support you? Tip you? All that kind of stuff. Let us know. Yeah, I mean, if you if you search "scary if literal," which is a really weird name, <laughs> it comes from a it comes from an inside joke from many years ago. You remember uh, this this trended on Twitter several years ago. The phrase it was the hashtag "scary if literal," and me and a few friends. We're thinking of things like a keep your eyes peeled would be scary if right. it were taken literally. Oh, there you go. And that, for whatever reason, was a, just a thing in my friend group that stuck. And this channel actually, if you, I don't, there's probably still some videos on the channel. If you sort by like oldest first, you'll see some like just us playing games being stupid. A lot of that actually. <laughs> and it just sort of transitioned into me doing this thing. And I just was like, names don't matter. Like, what's a Google? You know, like it'll it'll all work itself out. <laughs> what's a Google? But if you if you search scary if literal, scaryfliteral.com, YouTube is scary if literal, uh, Twitter, it's all under that. So you can find me under that quite easily. It is unique. There aren't any there's nothing else you're gonna find if you search this. Right, exactly. <laughs> there's an advantage there. 
Yeah. Uh, and again, I want to say thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, again. Uh, hopefully, maybe a, after build, we kind of see what they're doing with Windows 10, if they get some communication about Windows 10X, or sure. uh, we get some more rumors or leaks about the Windows uh, Duo, or I mean, Service Duo, or if they finally throw out a patch that actually fixes stuff. Uh, <laughs> sure. hey, shoot uh, me an invite and i'm sure i can make the time I, I'd, I'd love to be back anytime thanks for having me on it's been it's been a blast yeah thank right, you thanks so much yeah all right well uh that was our talk with shane uh, i hope you guys enjoyed it we talked a lot about the duo a lot about what's great about it what's wrong about it uh what panels can do in the future we talk, even talked about chrome os so uh again Please, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we would love to have him on uh, and have more people like him talking about stuff like that. And he spent like all of his time talking about the Surface Duo, but like Kareem said to start the show, we're not done with Surface just yet. There's still a lot of Surface stuff to get going. I'll say Surface like 29 times because this is our 29th <laughs> episode. We're like Surface, 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 and I, I think now- we're over over halfway there. <laughs> so now we'll talk about Surface Laptop 4, which was uh, the release date was apparently leaked. Uh, a new report from WinFuture, which is a German blog, has revealed some of the pricing details and the European release date for the Surface Laptop 4, which is should be coming, according to them, April 27th. Again, this is just a rumor. This is not confirmed, but it looks like we could be getting Surface Laptop 4 by the end of this month after three months of rumors of it coming in <laughs> January and February and March. Now it's finally coming in April, apparently. And the report doesn't include uh, specific pricing details for all configurations of the Surface Laptop 4, but uh, he did talk about the pricing on the 13.5-inch model with the AMD Ryzen 5 processor and 8 gigabytes of RAM and 256 gigabytes of storage. He's like, that will start around 1,149 euros. And he also talked about the Core i5 model with 128 gigabytes of storage, which will start at 1,000 US dollars. But he did not get into the European pricing of that. And he also confirmed what we already knew, which which is what we were already talking about, which is how the Surface Laptop 4 will come with the option for Intel and AMD chips on both models this time around. Um, on the Intel side, you'll get the 11th gen Core i5 and Core i7. And, and then on the AMD side, you're getting last gen's Ryzen processors, which is the um, 4680U and the Ryzen 7 4980U Surface Edition chips. Again, disappointing because these aren't the new Ryzen 5000 chips. And I believe, I think it was Zach or someone who was tweeting about how the new the new Surface laptop models aren't coming with Intel Iris XE graphics. Yeah, Zach Bowden over at Windows Central uh, had a tweet up about uh, the new, yeah, 11th gen version of this chip somehow coming without the more powerful XE graphics, which is basically what Tiger Lake has been kind of focused on, uh, which GPU performance and uh, getting some more uh, graphic, uh, squeezing more graphics out of that. Uh, I don't know how Microsoft managed to make a deal where they yanked that the best part of it out. Uh, again, these are all rumors. This is all speculation. Uh, some of this stuff is leaked, but we don't know what the uh, source material is and if it's been updated since the pandemic. So. I'm going to keep hope out that you know, all they do is take the chip that they use for the Surface Pro 7 Plus and put it into these 
old, you know, 2019 body frames. And I think they'll still have a hit. I mean, the performance boost and the graphics boost I've seen on the Surface Pro 7 Plus with just that chip alone uh, will be worth uh, the update, the upgrade for people for us, you know, uh, who are clamshell fans. Uh, is there a reason why they won't go for XE and they'll instead go for the older uh, Intel graphics? Could it be related to the pandemic, maybe, and the shortage of the chips or something? Because I, I believe to, yeah. that, that that is really a let. Zach is right. Honestly, that is a letdown because you could go out and you could buy a. Uh, I think it was Asus or Acer that just announced the new Vivo Vivo Book Flip, which has the Ryzen 5000 chips, and those only start at $600. And here we have a last gen Surface with a right a last gen Ryzen chip in a Surface for $1,000. So what what's going on? Why why are they going with last gen last gen components? If I had to predict, I think it's exactly what you just said. I think uh, what ended up happening was uh, a lot of OEMs bought up all of these chips at the beginning of the pandemic, probably got contracts for them. Uh, Microsoft always, at least so far with service devices, always tends to caution a year behind. And this kind of is coming to bite them in the butt while everyone else has the Tiger Lake versions of these 11-gen chips. Microsoft waited a year and now it's because of the pandemic, there's not enough supply. So now they're having to stuff these you know, devices that are coming out in 2020 or 2021 with these chipsets from you know what's what Intel has left basically, but um, if if true if true, but if you do like uh, new colors because like everyone <laughs> went nuts when Apple released a cobalt what is it blue iPhone yeah. um there is a new color apparently coming for the Surface laptop um what is it ice blue or is it cobalt blue I'm not I sure think it's cobalt which cobalt blue one. as well yeah they they have a new color coming apparently which pretty sure will silence all of the haters. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> the color swath is is basically how you're going to identify because again, you performance wise, you're not going to see that that great of a leap without the GPU in it. So you at least tell your friends like this is the 2021 version. How do you know? It's cobalt blue. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, let's get into our third topic, which is something that I've been really easy, really really eager to talk about because I know when this ad came out, me and you had a very lively chat about it in our team set on Microsoft, which is the new Surface Pro 7 versus iPad ad. I'll let you get into it because I know you always like these kind of controversial ads. Yeah, uh, I do. I like them for what they stand for, not necessarily their effectiveness, because again, I don't think anybody's watching this going, hmm, that kid's right. (laughs) <laughs> I think what we have here is a 30-second clip, uh, which features the same teenager from the Surface Pro 7 versus the MacBook uh, ad as the first one that we got back in uh, January 7th, or January sometime. Uh, except this time, uh, again, I think this is all shot with the, you know, uh, at the same time, so they probably just cut it up for you know extended marketing uh, period. But uh, again, with this time, the kid is focused on uh, the problems you get if you buy an Apple Pro or a 7 Pro, uh, Surface Pro 7. Uh, and as again, as you'd expect, he begins taking some jabs at the uh, the iPad Air's lack of integrated kickstand, uh, which again, the Surface Pro 7 has that. Um, we also talk about, uh, you know, he kind of just demonstrates how awkward it is to, you know, have to buy the folio case or magic keyboard, which are much more expensive versions to kind of get the same functionality, just being able to not have to hold your iPad while working with it. Um, again, I, I'm always a fan of 
you know, these, these kind of things, because it just, it does point out a reality, you know, uh, I remember uh, we were talking to our, our guest about my HTC HD2, which is the Windows Phone 6.5 that had, but one of the biggest things that it had was it integrated kickstand. It was, it was in the camera module, you kick open it up, and you had to kind of just put your phone down and watch stuff, and I don't know why move, phones moved away from it, but um, it is, you know, a, kind of a convenience that, you know, the, the iPad Pro, uh, iPad Air, whatever it is, doesn't have uh there's some other things about these commercials i'm gonna let you get into that part of it you did not get into my favorite part of it which well, is I'm letting, <laughs> I'm letting you get into it. well everyone knows the problem with dongles i mean intel had their whole ad which we talked about a couple weeks ago about how it mocked uh the macbook needing dongles and how windows pcs have all the ports you need and then well this commercial plays on that too the guy the kid holds up the ipad which has usb-c and with a dongle dangling from it, and he's like, "Do you want to be this guy, where it, who has a stupid iPad with a stupid dongle hanging out of it? Whereas you could get a Surface Pro Seven, which has a USB A port, a Surface Connect port, and USB C. So he's, again, they're playing on how iPads only have one port, where the Surface Pro Seven has everything you need." Yeah, I think the USB A is. Uh is being undersold as, as the functionality because again i know i don't know too many external hard drives as of right now that have usb-c to usb-c connectors they all usually either do uh, the micro usb to usb-a or something like that so for anybody who's had you know decades worth of content or, or photos media anything like that stored on a hard drive um the ipad pro is you know it's a real non-starter unless you find some kind of weird dongle to incorporate that so right off the gate um that's another reality that the, the Surface Pro 7 has over the iPad. Again, I think when it comes to dongles, I use a dongle for my Surface <laughs> Pro 7, to be honest with you. I don't see them as being a, a hindrance, so to speak, but the convenience of how many things you can plug in at one time and to be recognized in the software in a very convenient and intuitive way, I think Surface still has that over it. You know, I don't know how the file system necessarily works uh, in the iPad, if it pops right back up, or if you need to go into a specialized app in order to start accessing that stuff, like those are the kind of things, uh, you know, after you buy something that you have to really start working out. And if you're straight into getting pro, you know, productive with your device, I feel like people who are already used to Windows are going to know exactly what to do when they have the smaller version of Windows in their hands. And then, of course, the rest of the commercial goes into that classic thing that us Microsoft fans love to say is that your iPad is just a stupid tablet and <laughs> your Surface Pro 7 is a tablet as well as a full-blown computer. And that is what the guy gets into, the teenager gets into in the ad where he's like, it's just the team mentions that the iPad Pro is just a tablet, but the Surface is a full-blown computer and a tablet. And then the ad ends with the price comparison. And I think the Surface Pro is labeled as $880. And then the iPad Pro is labeled at $1,348. So again, Microsoft is saying that buy a Surface Pro 7. It's cheaper. It's better. It's not a tablet. It's also a computer. You won't need dongles. It doesn't fall over on the table when you hold it up. It has a kickstand, and it's awesome. Yeah, and I think their messaging will resonate even better as we start to slowly come out of this pandemic because you know we were able to kind of have all of our devices right you know within vicinity uh, uh right in the vicinity of our reach so it didn't matter if you had a phone a tablet uh 
a switch, a laptop, things like that, because it didn't take you very hard. You didn't need to consider uh, portability, mobility, uh, anything like that. So when people start to have to go back to work or start traveling on the trains, planes, things like that, then it becomes, what do I pack in my bag? Do I pack my tablet with its keyboard and my laptop just in case? Do I pack the external hard drive because I can't plug in, you know, a thumbstick to, to the device? Things like that become considerations. And when those become values to people, that's when you start to say, okay, maybe the Surface Pro is the one thing I need. But right now, I think Apple's still sitting pretty with their like, oh, have a phone, have a tablet, <laughs> have a, a, you know, a, a laptop as well, and then have your iMac and then have an Apple TV. <laughs> it, pretty soon, it's gonna, people are going to have to start reconsidering that stuff again. Well, we're not done with Surface just yet. You hinted at the top of the show about a breaking story about how someone actually got their hands on the uh, now canceled or now an MSPU said canceled, but officially Microsoft said that it's not postponed, canceled, it's delayed. postponed or delayed. Yeah. So the delayed Surface Neo? Yeah, someone got their hands on a what looks to be a dummy unit because it doesn't have an actual working screen on it. So you don't even get to see what Windows 10X would have been like. I think that was the big draw. Like, as of from the from the outside of it, it looks just like a bigger uh, uh, duo right now uh, that doesn't work. So, but it's interesting that someone got their hands on it because I feel like it should have went in that landfill with all the other, you know, what is that? The <laughs> what was that mini Surface Pro that they're going to come out with and. Uh, Surface Mini, Surface Mini, and then the Surface, um, Mini, the Surface the, Courier. The Courier, like all those like mythological uh, Windows Microsoft devices. That's where I thought this was going to be at. So the fact that someone has this means that they at least produced enough of these to for it to leak. And it's interesting to see that this person, whoever has it, is mentioning that it's canceled when Microsoft, again, has only talked about Windows 10X in the briefest of mentions and or that's been over the last two years so as far as you know they've refined the software for single screen which basically makes the neo null, you know null and void uh and we'll see if they ever come back to it uh, or if they just put you know as our guest said focus their efforts hard surface <laughs> into the duo and make that the device that you need you get a duo and you get yourself a go or a pro and you have all the devices you're going to need for all your productivity creativity uh so and you don't need Windows 10X on, on the Neo. Well, that will close our Surface book for now because, again, we want to keep our eye on Surface stuff because there could be a event coming up soon because, remember, the leak said April 27th. So, yeah, yeah keep, keep your eyes peeled and be sure to listen to us and read on Microsoft for all your Surface news. But let's move forward now to something not Surface which is a kind of a more serious matter because hackers are apparently trying to sell stolen data from LinkedIn users. Yeah, and more than likely, your data is probably in there. Um, Cyber News is reporting that 500 million LinkedIn users' data uh, have been scrapped from the site, or been scraped from the site itself, uh, and it's potentially on sale uh, at this hackers forum, I believe, and another specific one. Um, and as a way to show proof, they've already uh, posted two million. Uh, users' data. Now, the data that's been collected has includes, you know, the full names of the pro from the profiles, email addresses, phone numbers, employee data, meaning, you know, how many people uh, are in your company, the names of your company, addresses, stuff like that associated with it, links to and from the website, so things that you posted uh, or shared uh, has been has been also uh, leaked, and LinkedIn ID, so they can at least uh, attribute 
a lot of this data to a specific person versus just having uh, random uh, numbers and, and letters assigned. So that's pretty uh, pretty dangerous. Um, and then they're all the hackers are currently allowing people uh, to look at specific um, um, data for about two dollars a form credit. So two dollars per uh, you know ID or per user data. Um, but they're looking to sell the entire batch, the 500 million, for a four-digit um, minimum pricing sum. Uh, they don't go specific about what they want. Um, like like we said at the top, this is super devastating. Uh, it's you know part of we, you know we link this into Microsoft News because it's Microsoft own thing. They've been in the news for you know phishing scams and phishing attacks based on. Uh, vulnerabilities in, in their Exchange and Outlook services and or Office 365 services. So this is just another thing, another thing to add in the list of bad things that have been happening over the last year and a half as far as hackers are concerned and Microsoft is associated with. Uh, we haven't heard any official word from LinkedIn or Microsoft, uh, even from the hackers themselves as of late. Uh, about what's going on. Uh, I don't know how LinkedIn is going to handle this or, uh, you know, you know, you, you don't necessarily give in to ransoms, but this is pretty devastating. And for anybody who has that amount of money, they could potentially uh, get away with uh, even more hacks down the road with this information. They can get into so many more emails, uh, you know, start spamming a ton of stuff, um, get into credit card and put more personal uh, information if it's associated with your email or if there's any information in your email about that kind of stuff. So. Uh, again, Microsoft hasn't said anything yet. LinkedIn hasn't really come out and said anything, but I'm um, assuming beyond this weekend that they're going to have to st address this officially at some point. And if you're concerned about your data being part of the leak, um, you could try out uh, CyberNews. They have a tool where you could go to and enter your email or your phone number to see if your um, data has been leaked as part of it. So we'll have the link for that in the chat as well as yeah. in the comments. And, and for of any, course, of you that are, yeah, any of you that are concerned about it, I entered my own, uh, saw that I actually had my email hacked, but it wasn't from from the Facebook one or from SolarWinds or from this one, it was some, some random thing. So uh, I've got it and changed some stuff too, but uh, it does seem to be legit. So um, give it a shot. Yeah, and that that is that, which means our we covered a lot of topics. Uh, we had a great chat with our with a Surface Duo enthusiast. We talked about the hack covering LinkedIn. We got into uh, Surface Pro 7 ads uh, versus iPad ads. Uh, we covered the Surface Laptop 4 news. Uh, and that means it's time for the week ahead where we'll talk about some topics which we think will be big uh, in the week ahead for Microsoft, aside from Surface, which we talked about like 29 or 28 times already. That's going to be 30, 31 probably. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for the week ahead, uh, we want to keep an eye out for E3 2021 because um, it's coming back this year after the pandemic as a reimagined and all virtual event that's going to take place from June 12th to June 15th. I believe Sony uh, will be missing from it this time around, but Microsoft and Nintendo are confirmed, as well as Ubisoft. So keep an eye out for that. And then other than E3, you know, we always talk about Teams here, and Teams is always trending on our site. So we just want to speed through some things that we might have missed this week, and I'll let you handle those. 
Yeah, we have some Teams update stuff about um, custom backgrounds uh, should be coming to iOS and Android. Uh, Teams Rooms uh, devices are getting the custom backgrounds as well, so it's just a whole background palooza. Uh, wipe, there should be some also whiteboard integration in Teams, uh, so you guys can start doing your active brainstorming uh, in a collaborative, more collaborative manner. Uh, Teams is also getting a new multi-window experience for managing live events, um, so maybe we'll start to get uh, you know highlights or hosting or uh, yeah highlights you know so you can highlight specific people during your event. Um, manually uh, that'd be pretty nice uh, microsoft teams is also uh will also let users join meetings with uh digital codes uh next month which could be that is a big, big well. deal that is a big yeah. deal because it's something that zoom has always had and they've had for a while which again it just it seems more intuitive and just easy to use and get people inundated with teams without having to like you know go the full route of having a microsoft account or having a school account or things like that and that's that for Teams. Uh, we I think we covered like every single Microsoft product in this hour so far. Yeah, it's been a long one. <laughs> we appreciate you guys for hanging with us. And but we're not done yet. Um, the big news <laughs> is that GTA V is coming to Xbox Game Pass yeah. after they announced that MLB The Show is coming to Xbox Game Pass. So Microsoft is really going all out and getting these big hit titles on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Grand, Grand Theft Auto V. It's been probably one of their most uh, prolific online experiences and the longest running ones uh, as of to date. So, uh, for those of you who you know had the game back in the day um, or can't find the disc for it, this is a great way to kind of get back into that. <laughs> and uh, that's that for that that for now. But we also have to tease a guest uh, who's coming on our show next week. If you guys uh, have Twitter and are active on Twitter, you might have seen Florian B uh, once or twice because he's always digging around and looking for new features um, in Microsoft products like Office and Windows. Uh, he's a Windows Insider MVP, and he happens to be good friends with our writer, Laurent. And Laurent convinced him to come on our podcast. So we'll have Florian on our podcast next week. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Some more enthusiasts and active Windows users. So it's great to have. And that said, I think we're done here. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff. And now I'll leave you for the traditional outro. We're graciously going to leave you guys for the rest of your day. Um, <laughs> if you do want to talk to us, comment or, or questions, anything like that, you can reach me at Mindhead1 at Twitter. Again, it's Mindhead1, not Mindhead, which it should be. Uh, and for you? A back journey. Yeah, and uh, for all the news uh, uh, for any of our giveaways, for the latest that's happening in the week, you can also find on Microsoft at Twitter as well. Uh, if you don't want to go to the site, if you just, you're just on your phone and need to keep up with news, that's a great place to find stuff as well. And again, I thank you all for your time. Uh, thanks for joining us and sticking with us for this long. Yep, see you again soon, next week. Same place, same time. Yeah, wear a mask, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Bye-bye for now.